My name is Jeremy Quintanilla, and I am working on building the next best thing in media. You are listening to Age of Jeremy Season 1, and this is a bonus episode. Let's get this show on the road. I will make promises that I can't keep, but baby, why can't you just stay strong for me? So why am I bringing you this bonus episode? Well, I'm doing it for a couple of reasons. If you follow the Age of Radio podcast network, you know that a lot of things have happened. And we have actually decided to take on a new uh, media platform. It's called Megaphone. It's by the company Panapoli, who is owned by Slate, I believe it is, who is owned by Graham Bolton's company. And essentially, we're licensing this platform to help build us into the largest podcast network. If you look on Podcast One, there are some uh, like uh, news um, reviews on it, and it's saying that Podcast One is building a podcast empire. Well, I want people to think of Age of Radio as building the podcast empire, not Podcast One. But uh, since we took on this platform, a couple of things have happened. One, we've been able to bring on two new shows to our, our network, Uh, The first show was Girl in the Valley, which is about Patricia. She is a woman who is in Silicon Valley, and it's the adventures of her trying to find uh, someone or the adventures that she goes through while dating in Silicon Valley. And then there's also a podcast that we took on called Color Me Dead, where hosts Angel and Nikki, they talk about true crime. And it's a very popular uh, podcast, and we're really glad to have them on our network. But as I look back over the last year, um, I'm going to try to focus on having Age of Jeremy only have two, um, I'm sorry, 22 episodes in a season. So we're coming up on episode 19. So we're going to about to be closing up the season. And don't worry, you'll still hear a lot from me. It just won't be about the business and things until season two to kick backs up. And so over the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of focusing on where we're going with our business plan because I've found someone who's helping me relook at the business plan to possibly get it ready for uh, Patreon or for Kickstarters. And I know you don't really need a business plan to do Patreon, but I want to have people be able to see what it is we're trying to do. Um, but, and then we're also looking at, at the different revenue models that we're going to be focusing on. Um, we're going to be focusing on affiliate marketing, Patreon, our targeted marketplace through Megaphone. And then we're also going to be working on, on, uh, on regular sponsorships. So as part of the network, if you come onto the network, we try to help you find sponsors. And so since we're coming up towards the end of the season, I kind of wanted to reflect back, um, not through like a snippet show or anything like that, mainly because I don't want to go in and put snippets from the previous season into this. <laughs> but but uh, I kind of wanted to kind of talk about about kind of what the mistakes were that I made over the last year when it comes to production mistakes, uh, when it comes to business operations mistakes, and just kind of have this a free flow bonus episode uh, with maybe some music here and there um, to talk about some of our, uh, or so you can hear some of our sponsors 
uh, music that we have because we have two music sponsors. Well, one's a music sponsor, Victory Records, and the other company's Mutant League Records, which technically isn't a sponsor, but they're more of a partner who are letting us use their music. And I kind of just give them, throw them some um, some freebies every once in a while to get people to go over to their to go over to their websites and to check out their artists. But essentially, the main thing that I, I want to do. Uh, or the main the main mistake that I've made is is if I look back on this and I look at the mistakes that I've made since I started doing Age of Radio and started working on JV Impacts, the main thing is always stay always stay true to what you know would is is going to work. It's very difficult sometimes when you're working with people that may not have the same education as you, um, who may not have the same strategy insight that you have. And there are things that I had wished that I had brought up front that sh- that might have been better to do, but this was the first time that I, I had been put into the situation where I've had this type of conflict before. And so rather than saying, this is what we should do, we need to create these types of processes, I think we would be further along, whether it's in JV Impacts or whether it's in Age of Radio. And the reason why I think that is because the one, the number one thing, and I played this on a clip from a Robert Kiyosaki video, the number one thing that separates small businesses from corporation or enterprise business is processes. Uh, I was at lunch today. It's it's Father's Day when I'm recording this. Um, So Sunday, June 17th. And my grandmother asked me while we were eating, we were at Texas Roadhouse. She asked me while we were eating, how do you stay on top of, how do you do all of this stuff? And the way that I do all of this stuff is by not only staying organized, it's about, um, it's about processes. So I try to make it, other than this, these last couple of weeks when some of this stuff kind of got a little bit, uh, I got a little bit behind because of bringing on Megaphone and bring on the other clients and trying to build new processes for this stuff. If you create processes, things that are consistent and, and continue to go and they continue to work and you kind of take a feedback from them and, 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 and make them better, that's how you make things easier. So I have a process of when I'm doing our JV motivation mixer, I have a process when, of time during the week that I allocate to different projects within Age of Radio, different projects within JV Impacts. And I think that that that's the main thing that separates people from having a small business and having an enterprise. So like I have Microsoft dynamics for hiring people already because I'm going to, I'm bringing on Charlie. I need to get him this contract letter and get him up to date. I would like to possibly reach out to some of these other females that I know to help manage some of the advertising with megaphone and before I did anything, I put, I'm trying to put a process into place to know how we're going to hire, how we're going to train these employees, how we're going to bring them up to speed, how I'm going to fucking pay them um, because we don't have any money coming in yet. So all of this money is just coming from me or money that I'm getting distributed from John Vasquez through JV Impacts that I'm refeeding back into Age of Radio. And so that's one of the main things that I think is Hold on one second. I got to take these headphones off. They're bothering me. 
that's one of the thing, the main things that I'm trying to figure out as, I'm sorry, not one of the main things that I'm trying to figure out, but every time a new project, a process comes up, the main thing that I'm focused on is trying to turn it into a process. And I wish that when we started this, I had made sure to constantly do these processes because I know that processes are the most important thing that we can be doing. And that's what's important. The other thing is that not only speaking my mind to people when I have disagreements and making sure that we're having um, the processes is I have a problem with communication and not so much in the sense that if you work for me, that you can come to me and we can talk about stuff. It's not that type of communication. The communication that I have a problem with is when I have ideas or I'm trying to do something, I've not talked to John Vasquez about it. You know, John owns part of Age of Radio and sometimes I feel that I don't keep him in the light of everything that I'm trying to do. And that's a failure on my behalf. And then originally why I did that was because I didn't want him to get bombarded with these other things that I'm trying to do while he's trying to build a legacy for the John Vasquez brand and make sure that he can take care of his family since he went from making six figures to making zero figures and no one else in his household working except for him. And so... When I look back on that, I think that I I would do a better job um, bringing him into the light on the things that I'm trying to do with Age of Radio. So those are the two biggest things that I think that I suck at is is not speaking my mind when it comes to things that I know that are going to work um, and not being forceful about them. And then also not sharing my vision as much as I should. And where John, he shares everything with me with JV Impacts, and I keep all of this stuff bottled in my head as I think about it and try to figure out how we're going to make these things happen. So those are the two two main lessons that I've learned. (laughs) The third lesson that I've learned so far, um, or mistake that I've made, is that you have to compartmentalize everything. And the way that I... I have started to do that now, but I'm still not good at it. And what I mean by compartmentalize isn't just time management. And it's funny, my boss at work thinks that I'm not good at time management because there's stuff that I don't do. And I don't do that stuff at work because I don't think that it's important. (laughs) Um, But that's not the point. But I'm actually very, very good at time management and staying on on task, on schedule. Um, uh, My problem is, is that I don't care what other people, what other people's importances are. And that's something that I need to work on. But as far as what I mean by compartmentalize is that I have parts of my day allotted for JV Impacts, Age of Radio Mercury, um, now more than ever Age of Radio Syndicate, trying to find sponsors, reaching out to different podcast people to get John Vasquez on their shows, which is what I did yesterday. And so when I look at that, when I look at those pieces of compartmentalization, there's things that I should compartmentalize that I don't. Uh, like at the end of the month, I just started com- compartmentalizing, doing the books for the end of the month, looking at where all the expenses are, making sure that I generate an income statement and a balance sheet uh, for the for uh, for the investors for October Revolution Corporation, and then also for uh, John Vasquez and and the people that I'm trying to bring onto our advisory board, and then. The other thing, is, the compartment slides that I don't is I don't spend, make sure that I manage the finances throughout the month. So, and, and that goes through home finances 
as well as non-home finance, because I spent quite a deal, bit of money on Age of Radio. I think um, since we started this, I've put in about five, six, seven, uh, between me and um, my mother, I think we've put in about $7,000 into Age of Radio since we started this. And for a company that provides free services to people, it's quite a bit of money in my opinion. Now, will we make that back? Yes. And once things going, will we make that back fast? Of course we will. But the point is, is that that's a lot of money to be putting into it and to be managing that throughout the month and seeing where we can cut back on certain expenses, whether it's Facebook advertising or whether it's trying to find different ways to do the hosting, which we did by doing Megaphone, is going to save us a lot of money in the long run rather than using Lipson, even though it's really expensive um, off the front end. But in the long run, it'll be less expensive. Um, so, So I think that making sure that we compartmentalize finances, making sure that you're balancing your checkbook, if you even know what a checkbook is, uh, the reason why I balance a checkbook is because I have a lot of stuff that I pay, that I take out of my checking account, say on the 17th of the month today, but it doesn't get actually taken out of my account for like four until the end of the month. And so I want to make sure that I manage that. Um, so that's a good practice that you can do as well. Um, the other thing is that I think I just broke something that may or may not be mine. Not sure where I got this. I think it's John's. It's a phone stand that I've been playing with while I've been talking. Okay, well, I'm going to put that down and then uh, find out whose that was and then uh, get them a new one. So make sure that you have a checkbook. Make sure that you're managing it. Make sure that you're monitoring your expenses so that you can stay on track of those things because that's really, really important. The other thing, the next mistake that I've made over the last six months is. There's so much that I want to do that I have to remember that I need to make sure that I'm doing the most important things. So for instance, I did a bunch of committees at work, which I sucked at because I didn't care about them. So that wasn't smart of me to do. Not only did it make me look bad, but it also didn't help the people that were doing them. Um, uh, Taking on too much stuff without any reward, I think. Um, when anybody asks me to do anything, oh yeah, we can do that. I don't, I, it's not that I don't know how to say no. It's just that I want to help all of these people when they're asking me for help to do that, you know, because especially since podcasting is becoming really popular, YouTube's really popular and I know how to manage both of those and also manage Facebook ads, uh, do marketing, things of that nature. So when people ask me for help, I want to genuinely help them. But I need to remember that unless I'm getting something back um, back for it, if I don't have the time to do it, then I shouldn't be doing it. If I have extra free time, then sure, I can help people out. But I'm so strapped for time um, that it kind of has been bogging me down trying to get all of this stuff done as we're, we're doing stuff. And then I over-promise stuff. Not that I underdeliver, I eventually deliver it. It's just that it takes me longer than the original time frame that I said to that I said that I would deliver it. So, for instance, Leticia, who's someone that I do want to be a part of because um, who I do want to be a part of her career because she's going, she's she's an amazing fitness model. She's going to be doing, hopefully, doing very very well here and eventually becoming pro. I want to be a part of that journey with her, not only for Age of Radio for me um, to help her because she's a friend. But, 
But when she asks me to help her with stuff, am I just helping her and then she's going back on her way? Or am I helping her and then she's going to become part of an Age of Radio show? Or is this how Age of Radio gets into YouTube with fitness models? Or should this be a JV Impacts thing? So it's kind of just like this whole thing where I need to not always say yes and think about it before I say yes and and, and be upfront with people. I, I know that that's one of my other biggest problems is it's not because I can't do it. It's because... It's because I need to make sure that my time is allocated properly. And most of my time right now, I want to be going to Color Me Dead. I want it to be going to our new JV Impact show. I want it to be going to Girl in the Valley. So where does this come in? So if we bring it on, if we bring it on this new podcast from England called Mirths and Monsters, I think it's Mirths and Monsters. Um, if we bring that on, which is a funny, it's a funny podcast. Um, Chuck's a big fan of it. He really wants to bring them on. If I bring them on, you know, Chuck's going to have to manage that because I'm not going to be able to do it. And and I have to remember that as this scales, people are going to want things. They're going to want that your energy devoted to them, just like if, if they were an artist on a a network and, or on a, a record label. And that's one of the things that I'm starting to learn about this, that that the way that this is running is more like a record label um, as far as the, the bringing the podcast people on and signing them. So, you know, record labels do artist development. I want to develop these hosts. I want to help them. Um, but if I'm not making any money, I can't hire people. And if I can't make money, I can't do it full time. And if I can't do it full time, then it's going to be, there's going to be a breaking point where there's so many, so many people that I can bring on. And I don't want it to get to the point where I only bring on certain people because that's the reason why I started this in the first place. So we could bring on everybody. So I think it's just making, making sure that the, the understanding is clear of, of certain people that we bring on the network and what they're doing. Um, but, but I'll figure that part out. But I think that making sure that I'm not saying yes to every single person, that's where my, my problem is. And that's what I want to not do. Um, the other thing is, is you have to take care of your spirit and you have to take care of your health. So John Vasquez recently did some Onnit foundation training and I've slowly fallen in love with the Onnit Academy, kettlebell training, their mace training and all of the shit um, that they have. It's phenomenal. It's amazing. I love it. And I used to be very spiritual. I used to be very into health and wellness and fitness. And it's, it goes up and down in my life. But I think that now I'm in a point in my life where I think that I can actually focus on it and manage it because I'm starting to realize that it's okay. Certain things are okay. I suffer from a really bad anxiety uh, for, from certain, certain, uh, during certain times. Usually when things are unorganized, it gets my anxiety really, really bad. That's why we used to have house cleaners, but because we're trying to save money and we're trying to put money into this, um, I, we don't have our house cleaners anymore. When we had our house cleaners, my anxiety was so much diminished because I didn't feel I had all of this stuff to do. Um, and, and so I think that that's one of the, the things that I'm learning is to get really back in touch with my uh, Buddhism, with mysticism. I love mysticism. I love Buddhism or esoteric Buddhism. Um, I love health and wellness. I love training. And I'm kind of chronological journaling all of this, I guess, in the form of a podcast that hopefully I can turn into a mini series. I don't know. But this brings me to the next thing that I need to stop doing is how I just talked about having a, doing a mini series is that I don't need to be telling everybody everything that I want to do until I start actually doing it. You know, we started doing Rad Racer. 
We started, I said that there might be a VP of original shows. There has to be more planning that goes into these shows or at least into the seasonal shows that have like a really structure point, kind of like a, a video or like a, a television show. And it, it can still be talking, you know, it, like Reply All, I think is a seasonal show. Startup is a seasonal show. It's okay for the show to be seasonal. I think I just need to do a better job planning about the things that I'm going to talk about in them. Um, all of these things are things that are going to happen. Um, but I feel that, you know, I talk about things and I don't get back to them, you know? So I think it's going to be interesting that at the beginning of the season, I talked a little bit about the Kickstarter and about, you know, getting money. And now we're going to be revisiting it with, with Robbie and with, um, and with possibly some of these other revenue models so we can bring in revenue. But, but I think in the long run, this is, is something that I need to not, not always talk about until, until we're building a piece or a journal piece or a radio piece that talks about all of it coming together. Um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe people do like that and they like just this, this whim of the things that are going on. I'm not 100% sure. But let's go ahead and take a quick break. And then when we get back, we'll go ahead and talk about some of the technical things that I need to be doing better. So stay tuned. All right. So I've gone <laughs> back and forth on equipment. I've gone back and forth on uh, microphones. I've gone through one, two, five microphones since we started this. And my favorite one is this Audio-Technica mic that I'm using right now. It's a shotgun mic. The only problem is, is I don't like it as a studio microphone. So it, it picks up everything very, very crisp and clear perfect, but I don't have, I'm not mixing it right. And that's something that I need to get better at, especially if I'm going to teach people how to use some of our audio interfaces. Um, it works really, really great in the field. Uh, the best mic that I have is one that John uses. It's an orange, it's a, well, it's a blue spark microphone XLR. Now I have a blue spark USB that I don't really like. I have my snowballs with Matt. Um, so I think, I think as we get as we get more money in, I want to create a lot of more microphones. The microphone that I really, that I, that I kind of want is I want more shotgun mics for the field. They work really good when I'm going out and I'm recording with the, with the Zoom H6. But when I'm in the studio, I really want a large diaphragm microphone. I think that that would work better. I think not sure if that's what the boys are using at learning to curse or the men are using at learning to curse, but but um, the, the, the special sound that you hear when you listen to NPR, I want to capture and capture some of that sound, but add our feeling to it. And that's something that I want to experiment with over the next, you know, doing season two of Age of Jeremy and going into doing some mini series podcasts uh, shows. But but I think that I think that it's uh, very very difficult because you need money to make amazing sounding things. The other thing is if you are doing a podcast that should be in the studio, that's not in the field recorded as if it's in the studio. I spent the last couple of episodes recording with my zoom H six, trying to, you know, get used to it. And I've done a lot of like live stuff that I'm still putting piecing together and hopefully getting out here soon. And so I need to spend like a whole day just mixing and mastering shit. But I'm recording this in the actual studio now with the Audio-Technica mic and I don't have any stuff on it. So 
you know, I want to keep it raw when we're doing the original recording and then add shit in when I master it. And I think that's one of the things that I overdid with a lot of this stuff over the last year when I was mixing and mastering John's audiobook, which we never released. Um, we mixed and mastered um, uh, videos when we mix and mastered the early podcast. Now the podcast for John Vasquez sounds pretty good. Um, the other thing is I don't have a gain ever turned up high enough. And so when I compress, when it gets compressed, when you format it into an MP3, and then when you upload it as a podcast, it goes through so much shit that a lot of that sounds being lost. Not only because I have so much compression on it, which is something that I, I only need to compress at once. I've been compressing the last couple of episodes through the Zoom, and then I've been compressing it when I bring it into Cubase, and then it loses it it loses some of the sound too when you up change, convert it into an MP3 and then when you convert it up or when you upload it into the hosting site. Um, so now Megaphone. And so the last couple of episodes for Age of Jeremy just sound like shit and I don't like them. Um, and then there's some music things that I need to get better. So I think spending more time understanding the sound of what you're doing. So I bought uh, NPR's sound reporting guide um, for a couple of reasons. One, to kind of get their take on it. And then <clears throat> and then I'm going to be picking up a lot of audio engineering textbooks. And then I think as we start getting money, I think I'll see if Adam wants to go through Cubase training um, because I want Cubase to out. So, <clears throat> and I might be doing this again here because I am not going to probably talk about this again. But one of the things is part of Age of Radio Mercury, which is the education piece. We want to be able to educate people on Logic Pro. We want to be able to educate people on Steinberg's Cubase. I'm just a big fan of Yamaha. That's why I really want to do Cubase because I want to open a Yamaha music school in the next couple of years. And so, so we have, we have Logic Pro, Cubase, Audition, um, Wave Labs, We'll have uh, Pro Tools. So we want to be able to give everybody these resources and, and, and education pieces so that when they think of, okay, how can I make a podcast? How can I make an amazing sounding podcast? What do I do to turn it into a business? The only place that they should be thinking of when they do that is Age of Radio. They shouldn't be thinking of anything else. And that's really what I'm trying to make Age of Radio Mercury be about is all of this free content so that they say, okay, well, you know, I started a podcast. You know, I don't want to be on a podcast network, but I'll use Age of Radio's hosting platform. Cool. Then maybe they'll say, okay, well, let's join Megaphone with Age of Radio and we'll use the Megaphone portion of their, their company and we'll be on their network. We'll manage ads, help sell them ads. Then later on, maybe they're an entre budding entrepreneur and they do all these other things. And then we can create content with them for their company. So this is a long play for a lot of this stuff. And we're only six months into it. So I didn't start Age of Radio until October. We're only in June of the following year. So where we've come with this has been amazing and it's going a lot faster than I thought. But there's just been so many mistakes that I've made and so many pieces that I look back on that I, I haven't really been able to, to kind of, kind of get a, get a hold on some of the things that I need to be doing better. And the reason why I wanted to do this episode was not only to look back because we're coming up on the end of the second season, but also because when I look at, when I look at, look at how I used to do my life before I took my new job at the bank, before I started JV Impacts, I used to write down at the end of the day, not every day, but a lot of the days, I would write down all the things that I could be doing better um, or the things that I did really strong that I wanted to fine tune. And I've lost a lot of that over the last couple of years, just 
buying, getting this house, trying to figure out building my mom's trust, trying to create a family corporation, uh, or family foundation, sorry, doing JV impacts, working with junior achievement, trying to figure out how to sell ad revenue, blocking off time. And as this all goes, I think that if I just keep working at it and working at it, it'll get better. But because I lost my sense of spirituality and I lost my sense of health and wellness and working out, the, 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 the working hours are sometimes wasted because I'm not as productive as I could be as if I, if I spent the time exercising a little bit of a day, eating healthy, you know, being part of my mysticism background, my esoteric background, my Buddhist background, spending time with those pieces, you become a much better, well-rounded individual. Now I'm just an exhausted person who just keeps doing and doing and doing and making small progress, but I could be making much better progress because I have you know, I have um, a better cognitive function because I'm getting more sleep or, you know, working out or drinking more water. So there's a lot of things to go into this. But I think that those are the main things that I've that I, I kind of wanted to go over. And I know that this was more of kind of like a ramble video and, and I'm OK with that. I just wanted to have a bonus episode because Jimmy Bones missed a couple of episodes because of everything that's going on. Um, I've going to move Age of Jeremy back to Thursdays probably because of Girl in the Valley coming out on Tuesday, Color Me Dead I think drops on Wednesday, Learning to Curse drops on Sundays. Um, so we're, I'm trying to get a piece on this network, network vibe of when shit's dropping and when shows are coming out. So I think that um, and then getting the websites up to date and doing these podcasts. So there's a lot of stuff going on and it's really good stuff. I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm really happy. I'm very, very fortunate and grateful for everything that's happened to me. But I think it's really important to look at how you could be doing things better and not lose sense of yourself during it. And I think that that's what was starting to happen. And I think that I caught it soon enough that I can get back on track with that that self. Um Get my get my weight back down. Um, get back to being um, uh, athletic. Uh, so I think that I think that I'm in a good place, um, and and we're just going to continue to kick ass. But uh, if you're listening to this in the morning, have a good afternoon. If you're listening to this in the afternoon, have a good evening. If you're listening to this in the evening, have a good night. And if you're listening to this in the night, have a good sleep. So I'll check you guys later.